So I actually broke it down into three things that I did in my downtime early in my career, three things I do now later in my career, and then three things I wish I did better earlier in my career. So let's let's dig into these things. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. When this episode publishes on Monday, it'll be five days from Christmas. It'll also be one day after my birthday, but we're not going to talk about my age because that's completely irrelevant to this conversation, and I don't want to talk about it. But I wish everybody a happy holiday. I will say I have been somewhat retrospective and introspective, I guess it's probably even a better word, this month. So there's been a lot of questions that have come in that have had kind of a personal tilt to them a little bit. And I felt compelled to answer them. So I've, I've had a lot of conversations with people this month where they might ask a somewhat personal question and I come back and say, I just dig into it. I just start sharing. I just start talking about this conversation. And I'm going to take one of those conversations because I asked a person who was okay with them and bring it here because I think it's extremely valuable. Tasha Getton emailed me earlier this week and she had a good question for the podcast we're going to handle in a future episode about hard work. Okay. Great topic. I'm glad to discuss it. But our conversation kept going, and she started to ask me a different question that really, I don't know, just propelled me in a certain way. It just felt like something I wanted to dig into a little bit more. I've been asked this question in the past, and I've given some answers, but I think I, I shifted a little bit this time, and I had some new things I wanted to add. So let's dig into this. She asked, what are three things you do in your free time that you believe has helped advance you in your career? I think this is an interesting spin on the question I get a lot, which is the question I get a lot is like, what are three things you wish you did when you were younger, right? To prepare for your career. And I've asked that question to other guests on our podcast. I think it's a good question. It really sparks some thought and it sparks some, you know, looking back and thinking about how you might've done things differently or what advice you'd like to share. So it's a good question. But when she asked this and she said, what do you do in your free time that you believe has helped advance your career? It, it, for some reason, it sparked a different conversation in my head. So I broke it into three parts, actually, because that's how I do things. I couldn't just answer her question simply. Um, so I actually broke it down into three things that I did in my downtime early in my career, uh, three things I do now later in my career, and then three things I wish I did better earlier in my career. So let's let's dig into these things. Because I think, I think, I think, I think, this is not just a personal story. This is to give you all a key into what may trigger you in certain ways, what may lead to your success. So it isn't just me like, hey, let's uh, you know sit around the campfire and tell stories. This is um, a way to look back and say, maybe try these things. So let's start this out. Three things my that I spent in, uh, that I did in my downtime early in my career that really helped me. Number one, I read everything voraciously. And I want to be really specific about this. I read newspapers and box scores and Sports Illustrated articles and long-form content and anything I get my hands on in sports, right? Because that was how I perfected the craft of the world I wanted to get into. You, the more history you know, the more you can see patterns and et cetera. But what I really want to discuss here is that from a very early age, I started reading a lot of business books as well. I don't love every business book, right? And, and the reason is because sometimes they take a very simple concept and somehow they turn, I like I finished reading the book and I'm like, you took like a five page concept and turned it into a 200 page book. I don't know how you did that, but there's a lot of repetition in there, which gets a little bit monotonous. But what I wanted and the reason I did this is because not only I had this crazy and still have this crazy curiosity to learn. But I knew if I was always ever going to reach certain points in my career, I needed to increase my knowledge in the business world. 
So whether it was on budgeting, managing, dealing with people and personalities, I was always reading that kind of stuff. Not a lot of the massive theoretical stuff, like, but more of like the tangible, like how to do certain things and why you do them and your motivation for certain things. And then I started to get into leadership books, which was really an important thing. And I think this goes to the idea of you should be curious. You really should want to learn everything. And it doesn't always have to be along your path of your career. It doesn't always have to be so you can be a better manager. It doesn't always have to be so that you can uh, really master the fine art of sports history. Reading classics, reading fiction, reading whatever expands your you know, your capacity. I'm not just preaching here, okay? But it is, expands your vocabulary. It's, it, it expands the way you communicate. It can make you more confident. I have become a better writer because I'm a crazy reader. Those things have impacted my ability to communicate in a positive way. So really having an appetite for all types of information and content out there is something you should do in your free time. It is so important. Second thing, I got to a point where I started asking a lot of questions. Now, I've, I've told you about this in the past where early in my career, even when I first started at CNN, I was very afraid to ask questions for fear it would make me look less intelligent or like I didn't have all the answers like other people in the environment did or other people in the uh, my college classroom did. So I would sit back quietly and not ask questions. And that is a, a bad plan, right? I, I say this a lot in my college speeches now, like when I go and talk into a college classroom that, you know, you need to ask questions and you need to push and you need to get clarity in areas and you need to really take it one level higher and actually propels you. It actually makes you stand out for the right reasons. Your professors are dying for people to engage in the conversation. Your early managers want you to ask good questions because it shows that you're thinking about the business and how they, you can do your best. Early in my career, I didn't do that. I hit a point when I got to be about 24, 25, where I started asking questions all the time. And this was like unlocking a key. Uh, and it just, it set me up in so many different ways where I started to get conversations going with people where they wanted to engage with me because I was curious. I wanted to learn. I asked good questions. And that showed me as being worthy of these conversations. If you're not asking questions and you're making mistakes, somebody's going to start to discount you and say like, I, I mean, I don't want to spend any more time with this person because they're not getting it. But if you're asking questions and you're putting them in action and you're like Bill Belichick says, not an error repeater. Like if you make a mistake and you ask some questions and they, somebody teaches you how to do it the right way. And the next time you do it the right way, these are good, good things that will help you get promoted faster too. So that is important, asking questions and really being involved in that. The third thing I told Tasha, and I'm telling you all now, that I did when I was young that set me up for success was going out. I'm serious, was partying. And I don't mean this in like a woohoo, got to tear it up. I just mean you can't be grit and grind the whole time. You can't be. It is not sustainable. You have to have some fun too. You have to balance these things out. There is balance in life. And when I say party and I'm not being crazy person, I'm not seeing like, whoa, I got to go out every single night. That's not what I'm imploring. I'm just saying if you are always focused on work and you are always focused on self-improvement and you are always focused on these little things, you are missing out on fun for one, which is healthy, but also social engagement, learning how to connect with people, learning how to build relationships. These are things you don't consciously think of when you go out and go and do things, but they are important because even though for the last two years we've shut down society and everybody's been inside more, we've all become more like hermits in a lot of ways. It's getting better, but still we've done that. 
That is not the norm. That is not the norm that you need or want. You're going to need to be able to interact with people at work. You're going to need to be able to deal with problems as they come up. You're going to be able to have to handle yourself in conversations and write emails and communicate and get your message across. And that skill gets refined by being around other people. So take a break from all the work focus and get out there sometimes. It is important to balance those things out. Now, three things later in my career, because I am later in my career. Number one, I meditate a lot more. And I know that sounds like I'm being hippy-dippy, but I mean, it's true. I need to take time for myself and refocus. I have a lot of weird shit that bounces around in this head creatively and otherwise, and just life stuff and whatever else. You need to take moments. And this kind of goes back to, you know, earlier in your life, you need to get out there and party and do whatever else. And then later in your life, you might be like, no, I need to take solace for myself. I need to quiet things down. I need to refocus. I need to center myself. And it can be 10 or 15 minutes a day, but I need that now. That is literally something that I need and look forward to is to take those 10 minutes where it's like, you know, my kids aren't here. There's no meetings that I'm in. There's no craziness going on. And I can just try to recenter some of my thoughts. Super important. The other thing, connecting people. I spend a ton of time now connecting people that I think should know each other. So the idea behind LinkedIn originally was that you can see people you're connected to and other people that are connected to them. And it's this web of interconnectivity. It's become more of just a social media platform, but that was a lot of the original intent. And I reached a point where I'm doing all these podcast interviews. I'm meeting and, and, and talking to interesting people. And when I do, I'm like, wait, that person I just talked to, you know, they should know this other person. They should connect. They should really know each other because there might be business they can do together. Matt Resnick, who's a talent acquisition manager, I'm like, oh my gosh, you should totally meet Kelly Franklin. And so I'd connect those two people. And you just find these moments where you should connect these people. And you look back at it and say, wow, these two people came, became friends or became partners or they have a deal together because I connected them. And there's a lot of power in that. You can start that earlier than I did. You don't have to wait until you're older to do that. But the more you can connect like people in your network, you build this crazy network effect where you see this whole thing come through and they thank you for making that connection. And it makes a really big difference of giving back, which leads me to number three. Later on in my career, again, it, I became way more focused on purpose. I believe, and I've said this before, but I believe the great resignation that's going on right now is a lot of people that are searching for purpose. A lot of people that are saying, this thing that I've been doing, this cubicle that I've been sitting in, this CEO that I've been making more money for by, by working hard, this environment that doesn't make me feel rewarded, it's not good enough anymore. I want something that makes me feel good and like I'm contributing to society. And I have to say, um, in the last five years in particular, I have made that a personal focus of myself is to go towards purpose. And so I go speak in a lot of college classrooms and I don't get anything out of that. And I go answer a lot of questions like Tasha's and I try to do the podcast so that I can share information and drop knowledge and help people out on their journey. I mean, I connect others. These are things that make me feel like I'm making an impact and that goes to purpose and that goes to happiness. I feel more content in my career than I probably ever have. Actually, I definitely ever have because I get that balance of doing good work, but also being able to give and feel like I'm helping. And that's really important. So think about those things. Now, three things I wish I did better when I was early career. So if you're early career right now, think about these things. 
Number one, networking, relationship building. I'm good at it now. I've got 10,000 people in my network. I've worked with a lot of different people. I've proven myself or whatever. But when I was first starting out, I did not ever really think about this. I did not think about building relationships. I did not think about opportunities to develop and have a conversation and really start to connect with other people. And that's important. These relationships will matter throughout your career. When I was on internships, I didn't think like I need to really get to know these people and stay in touch with them and provide value to them so that we can have a relationship. I didn't think that way. I have no connections from my, from my internships when I was in college. And that is a massive missed opportunity. From my days at CNN, which was my first job, CNN Sports Illustrated, I have a ton of connections, but it was because they are people I worked directly with. I didn't make any external connections, even though I had those opportunities. It wasn't until later where I got to Fox Sports Northwest where I started dealing with external teams more. So I, the Mariners, the Seahawks, the other, other local teams, University of Washington, I started saying like, all right, I got to start to get to know these people, build relationships with these people, have connections, and then meet other people through them. And I wish I had started earlier. So make that a focus for yourself. Number two, add new skills yearly. This gets back to competitiveness, curiosity, a desire to learn and grow. Don't rest on where you are. I've told before that I got hired at CNN Sports Illustrated because I learned nonlinear editing when I was in college, and that was an in-demand skill. I got hired because that was I, they needed that, and I had it. But I rested on that for a long time. Like I knew this skill. This is what I did. And for my first four or five years at CNN, that was, or three, that was like the thing that I knew and could do. What I really should have been doing at that time was looking into other skills I could add to my knowledge base. So nowadays it might be Photoshop, it might be Microsoft Dynamics, it might be learning HTML coding. I'm not saying you need to be an expert in these things, but you should say, Every year, I am going to learn one more like tentpole skill. One thing that I know crosses over a lot of opportunities in my future that'll be powerful for me to know. You may not want to be a graphic designer, but learning Photoshop will be great. You may not want to be a software developer, but learning HTML would be great. You may never deal in sales, but learning revenue streams and understanding uh, customer relationship management tools like Salesforce and Microsoft Dynamics would be great. So try to challenge yourself to learn some new foundational tentpole kind of skill each year so you can keep adding to your abilities and the story of you, really. And the final one that I wish I would have done better earlier in my career and one that I talk about with my kids all the time is to follow your gut. In 1997, I was a production assistant at CNN Sports Illustrated. A friend and I discussed creating an online site. This was when the internet was relatively new, which is really embarrassing to admit that I was working when it was relatively new in the internet. But we were working in the broadcast media and we saw these opportunities in the online world. And this was kind of before ESPN.com. It was before Bleacher Report. It was before any of these sites. And we were talking about, we had access to all these great reporters and anchors and storytellers and thought provokers and saying, what if we created like a living newspaper and had people write for this and we had this cool site that we did it. And we sat around and we spitballed the idea and we thought about it for a really long time and we talked to other people and we didn't do it because we were like, ah, we have good jobs. We're happy. It's all good. And we really could have kicked off something monumental. You have probably had moments in your life where you're like, you know what would be really cool? What if we tried 
this? What if we did this special thing? Or what if we pushed in this different way? Or what if I took a little bit of extra risk? It's not for me to tell you what your risk tolerance is, but sometimes you got to follow your gut a little bit. You got to trust in that feeling that you have inside. You got to trust your instincts. You got to say, this is a moment worth grabbing and worth going after. And we'll see where it takes us. And I think looking back, I wish that I had. I'm not saying I look back with regrets because I'm happy with exactly where my feet are on the ground right now. Very happy. But I don't know. You look back at some of those moments and been like, that would have been pretty smart. That would have been pretty cool. If only I had the nerve to do it. So sometimes you don't want to look back and say, I wish I had. So try those things out. Run them out. If you got a gut instinct, follow it. So Tasha, you asked me a simple question. I went overboard with it. I went overboard with everybody else listening today, but I think this can be useful information for you to look at yourself, your reflection and say, okay, maybe these are things that I can apply as well. Thank you for listening, everybody. During the rest of this month, we are producing out some of our best of content. We've done a career advice all up episode where we pulled a lot of things from different episodes, a lot of really thought provoking concepts from a lot of our guests. And then we're doing best of episodes, rehashing the full episodes with Scott O'Neill. Later on this week, Michelle Andres. We'll have Zach Maridis. We'll have Jack Settleman. Some of our absolute best interviews of the year that you should all tune back into. Thank you so much for listening. Please share, rate, subscribe. All of it helps us grow. And that's what we want to do. So thank you all for listening and happy holidays. 